Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, I heard you are a wild one. Hey y'all, welcome back to Unfazed and Unbothered. I'm Camo. And I'm Lil Tasia. I'm Tasia. Yeah, Tasty T on the track. We got Tasia. I mean, okay, I'm just going to stop right there. Um, today's episode is sponsored by This Pussy. <laughs> We're so excited to be back because we have a lot of tea to spill this week. We do, and we have lots of questions to answer from the girls. I posted on my um, Instagram story. If you'll have any questions, then, you know, whatever. You know, get um, into it, yeah. <clears throat> I sound a little stopped up because I got boosted. I got boosted mamas. And, um, yeah, it kind of, like, knocked me on my ass for a day. But um, I sound like that, too, because it's so dry in our house, and, like, the humidifier is, like, not giving what it should be giving. Oh, my God. The audio, that was crazy. That scared me. Okay, so let's pause this episode and why don't y'all go leave us a review, please and thank you. That, we're going to start off right. Re- leave some reviews, Mama Sauces. Yes. Okay. Also, can we appreciate all the honest reviews because, yes. and I want to say this because even though like they might not always be like positive, that's okay because I actually saw a review and it was about me and it was basically saying like, I feel like camo puts more work into the podcast and Tasia's just like going back and forth and like talking about like TikTok comments and stuff like that. And you know what? Like that was a very honest, cute and gorgeous review because it was honest. And we even had that conversation like where I literally said, I think I'm just burnt out. But also like these last couple of weeks when the kids are here, it's like we're having to like rush through them. That is it's true they the, the kids were present and that's usually not something that we're used to so like i feel like when the kids are here when we're recording i already get high anxiety but also like some weeks i'm just tired and like i don't i really don't give what i should be giving and like i'm sorry about that but i think that on here from here on out it's gonna be a lot better because also i get my license back tomorrow and like i will be able to like drive them to and from a babysitter and like it'll be a lot easier to kind of like maneuver around that and way plus like, we'll be able to you'll be able to like get out we'll be able to do things and like we'll ha- you'll have like more to talk about yeah and also like i feel like being in this house all the time like it's really like affected my mental health so much and like these last few weeks i've just been more like you know happier because i have more things to look forward to like being in this house for all this time without being able to drive and like having two kids like it'll really like mess with you you feel trapped yeah you feel trapped and then on top of that like you feel like you can't really do for yourself and like that's just not a good feeling and so it's just going to be exciting from here on out so we appreciate the honest reviews even though they might be like wow you know what i'm saying like it's very well because because the most part they're they're always positive but <clears throat> you know we did <clears throat> have a few off weeks i'll say yeah um but you know we've kind of recalibrated or recalibrated and now we're just ready to get back into it because you know we did sign up for this and i feel like this is part of our purpose like kind of piggybacking off of like last week's episode but you know people people want to hear what we got to say and i don't want to disappoint anybody so we're gonna really put our whole pussies into it from here on out. 
Um, but before we get into the questions, um, has anything exciting happened over the week? You know, I like to start the girls off with like this week's juice. The only thing exciting that's happened is because on last week, last week's episode, we were filming, I had a lot going on and like, I was stressed because it has been a process trying to get like all the paperwork and stuff to get my license. Yeah. And basically like when, basically when you make bad choices, like nobody's going to nobody's going to go above and beyond for you. And like, I know that. And so it's been a process trying to get all this paperwork. And like, I was supposed to already have it back literally almost a month ago. And like, I felt like people were dragging their feet. I had to basically do their jobs for them. And they were looking for paperwork that they had right in front of their face all this time because they didn't understand what I had been saying this whole time. And they just don't give a fuck. No. And they just don't care. So, you know, I basically went behind their backs and caught up to their facility and I was like, Hey, um, I want you guys to know that I need a, an assessment from you. Um, and it was marked back on this date and they found it. So then I contacted the person that works there and I said, hey, I found this for you. You actually had it in your file all along. Um, but anyways, with that being said, um, I have everything I need to get my license. I'm going to get the interlock installed on my car. And a lot of people don't know what that is. It's basically like when you've gotten in trouble um, behind a vehicle, like uh, not behind a vehicle, but like if you've ever drank and drive, basically in order to get your license back, <clears throat> you have to have an basically like a breathalyzer in your car or and you have to blow into it every time you get in your car or it won't start. So tomorrow, that's what I'm going to go do. And then I'm going to go to the DMV to get my license. And I'm so, so excited about that. That is so, exciting. Yeah. And then like, you know, the babies are with my mom until Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so um, basically they're just over there so I can get everything done. And, and, you know, this is the last thing I have to do. And I'm just really, really excited. And, you know, like when you're like so excited that you're almost like nervous because like you're like, this is feels so surreal. Like, that's like what I'm going through. Like, I'm so antsy and I just want everything to go well and which it will. I mean, we've been let down so many times, so it's easy to be apprehensive and like, be like, oh, something's going to fuck up last minute. But um, I think everything's going to go smooth. You're going to get it back. You're going to be driving. She's going to be a driving mama in these streets and it's just going to be cute and gorgeous. Yes. And I also want to say that, like, I was going to put something on my Instagram about this, like when you're like really like trying to be a productive member of society, like things just really start working out for you because like I was told that it would be like five grand a month for SR22 insurance and all these things. And the same place that I got the interlock with, they directed me to an insurance company and it wasn't even $1,500 for six months for insurance, which is cheaper than the insurance that I'm paying already. So oh. on all three of the cars that we have. So it is like such a huge blessing. Like what so many- insurance is that real good? I'm gonna need to hit them It's up. called, um, what is it called? It's something I've never heard of before, but it's basically because the interlock in the car makes it cheaper as well. And I didn't know that. And so I guess and it makes sense because they know that basically like you can't even get in the car if you're drinking or driving. Okay. That kind of, it's called sense. like, um, I don't know, honestly, we'll look at it. Later, we'll look but. it up later. But yeah, it's like a thank you and God bless you. And they're like, I hope that's like a low enough rate. And I was like, girl, do y'all know the cheapest car insurance? Because, my car is paid off in cash. I'm very much a cash mama. Um, I would mama. Love, I would love to have like, you know, a nice ass cute and gorgeous Tesla where I have a, a car payment. But the car payment, you have to have full coverage insurance. And I have too many expensive habits and I'm trying to save more money now. So I really I've always been somebody who just like I'll get like a couple grand and buy me a car, pay it off. And I have to worry about a car payment and get the cheapest insurance. But I'll say all that to say this. I feel like my insurance is too high for me to be driving a car that's five plus years old and that only ha- I have liability insurance. Like I don't have full coverage and my car is paid off. So, okay. Well, after the episode, I'll like look up that place for you because it's full coverage and SR 22 insurance. And it's, I don't know if you know what that is, but that's like something serious. Like it should be so expensive. And I literally just paid like 1300 something dollars for six months for six months. Yes. And that is cheaper than, what we already are paying, which is crazy. I mean, that's about, I pay like probably, I pay about 1200 for a six month period, but my car is 2015 and it's paid off. So that's, and I have liability. Yeah. So that's for you to have full coverage and it'd be like a hundred dollars more than. And I was thinking it was going to be more expensive because we're financing that car. Yeah. And that, that those, both of those things make, it go, go up. up. I know. Astronomically. So I feel like I'm being ripped off. I know. That's what my dad said too. Insurance. 
I'm coming for you bitches. Yeah, my dad, I forgot what he has, but he was like, what? He, he was like, I'm pissed. I can't believe you. I'm going to call my insurance. They're ripping me off. I'm like, obviously, because um, this is crazy. That is crazy. I'm going to have to look into that. Um, But shit, this past week, the most exciting thing for me was Summer Walker. Bitch, I was living my motherfucking life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Like, I, okay, so I am fully obsessed with Summer Walker. One of my homegirls put me onto her in 2018. And I have been obsessed ever since. Like, there's not many people in this world you will see me lose my cool over, but she is one of them. And <clears throat> the show was incredible. She looked so cute and gorgeous. She came out and opened up with constant bullshit. If you're not a summer stan, please go stream. Um, but that shit, like, hearing it live and hearing it be, like, the first song, hearing that fucking... <clears throat> Oh, my audio went out. Hearing that little guitar, ugh, mm, she was uh, she was amazing. And then Saucy Santana came out. He was a, a guest performance, and I was living for that. Um, it was crazy because my friends that I went with were like, "What if SZA comes out and does no love with her?" And I was like, "SZA is not coming," and she didn't. But then Saturday, the next day, the bitch came out. I couldn't possibly think of anything that would have topped. Friday except SZA coming out like those are like both my queens like both of them I love them so much they are everything to me so I would have actually shit pissed and projectile vomited all at the same time um if they came out together but that just didn't happen for me on Friday but you know it's okay love you queens still a great show 10 out of 10 and I really feel like for those of you who don't know, like Summer has really talked a lot about her anxieties and like being a performer. And, you know, I really respect like Summer Walker is an is a whole entity to me. Like, you know, some people may not love her music or they might think it's too melancholy and too, you know, slow tempo. But she is so much more than just music because that bitch like she speaks her fucking mind she has opinions she you know like celebrities they typically just keep their mouth shut and they don't like speak on how they feel about certain things and like to me like when I see that like I feel and plus she's an, an Atlanta dolly like I feel so connected to her in so many ways because I'm very outspoken she's very outspoken and like she don't give a fuck she does not let her status or where she's at in life really <clears throat> like make her like she is still a human being with opinions and thoughts and she lets people know online and she be doing some messy crazy shit online but like i'm living for it. and it makes her seem like more of a real human being to me rather than just another fucking person on the radio like there's so many layers to summer walker i have so much respect for her and just like the music she makes it just really like she really writes on like her feelings and like when you listen to her music like you feel what she was well, obviously not what she was feeling but like even like at the end of her show like she came out and you know I was like screaming the audience I was like reciprocate reciprocate because that's my fucking song y'all but she came out at the very end after she performed um look you guys I'm sorry that I didn't perform more songs it's just like honestly still an, a, a fresh wound like I'm still healing like my baby's not even one years old and like it's hard to perform these songs and like that like is so respectable to come out and like be so vulnerable with this with an audience especially with her being so quote-unquote socially awkward and so like <clears throat> reserved like I feel like she really was stepping out of her shell and I'm so proud of you I know you're probably not hearing this at all summer but I am a full stand and I'm obsessed I love you I have so much respect for you and great show um but that's been that was like the pinnacle of my whole week um the peak if you will um i'm just i'm, I'm just like reliving it in my head and i wish i could go back <sighs> that's so cute and gorgeous friend it was but you know what we should go on a break because it's break time bitches okay we'll be right back <laughs> angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, gorgeous girls. You just cut me off. I'm so sorry, but You want to fight? <laughs> We're going to just answer some little questions for you girls. Okay. I'm excited um, about this. <clears throat> me too. So... Where should we even start? There's one question that stuck out to me that like I just keep thinking about because like it's so crazy that this was asked because like, you know, like when you think things in your head, but like you never say them out loud. And so anyways, we Gavin and I like recently we are switching churches because we got a new pastor and we're just going to go to a different church. And I was really kind of upset about it because I'm like, I haven't found a church that like I genuinely like connect with and feel like unjudged and like accepted. So I feel like it's going to be hard for me to switch to another church. And he was like, I'm telling you, you're going to like this one a lot more. And so anyways, we, we ended up not going on Sunday because we were just exhausted. So we literally slept through church, but, um, it just had, it just like dawned on me. I was like, you know, how would we like plan on introducing, introducing religion to Greenlee and Princeton? And like, this was a question that somebody asked on your Instagram. And to be honest, like, I remember growing up and like always being forced to go to church. And so it took me years to actually want to go to church. Like literally, like I didn't start going to church like on my own free will until like this past year, last year. So maybe over a year now. And so I feel like I don't want to ever push religion on my kids. Like I obviously they're going to grow up and they're going to see us go to church and they're going to, you know, know that we have a relationship with God and stuff like that. But am I ever going to like push it on them? No, because like I didn't like that as a kid. And I feel like it kind of like pushed me more away from God than it like did introducing me to God, if that makes sense. And like that was nobody's fault. Like I think that, you know, when you're growing up, like your parents do the best they can and like your family, like, and obviously like as a child, like they're going, you're going, you know, but like when, and you know, when we go to church, we do bring Greenlee to the daycare and Princeton goes, but like when they get older and they're old enough to make their own decisions, like we're going to go and they're more than welcome to go, but we're not going to be like, Oh, you have to go to church. Um, because like, that's something that like, I would like them to, I would like them to make the decision on their own. And I want them to, know God is on their own terms, not like who we know God as is like, I don't want them. I don't want them to view God, how we view God, because I think everybody's view on God is different, if that makes sense. So I just wanted to answer that and put that out there. Yeah. That was, um, asked by Seth takes a breath, uh, take a breath. I actually met him. He is so sweet and so cute. Love your aesthetic by the way. Um, but he also asked, um, he wanted to know about any of my sugar daddy experiences. <clears throat> so I've actually only had one quote unquote sugar daddy and there was no real sugar or I wasn't bopping this pussy. Let's just say that. So I, I don't know if I've fully told this story, but um, yeah. So back in 20, was it 2016 ish? Something like some some around that era. It's 2016, 2017. <clears throat> this man did fly me out to LA. I had him fly me and my friend Colton at the time um, out to LA. We stayed um, in this really nice place. So he picked us up at LAX and I had told him I wanted to go to LA. This, this was my first time ever going to LA. I had never been. And I really was trying to be like Miley Cyrus hopped up the planet LAX with a dream in a cardigan. Um, But (laughs) he fucking, I get in the car and his GPS says three hours. And I'm like, I've never been to LA. So I I was like, okay, LA is three hours away, even though it says we're in LA right now, but okay, per. Um, 
Turned out we were going to Palm Springs. And for those who don't know, Palm Springs is a desert. So I'm like, oh, and I literally fell asleep in the car ride. Like, why did I fall asleep? This was my first time meeting this man. I didn't know what his true intentions were. He could have killed me. And I fell the fuck asleep. I was jet lagged. So um, <clears throat> he, we pull up to this. Not, it was it was something out of a movie. Like it was the most beautiful luxe place I've ever seen. I, I I really wish I could think of what the place was called, but they had like pictures of Frank Sinatra and like Cher staying there. Um, it was gorgeous. Like they had chandeliers that looked like they cost a million dollars a piece. And like the place was just decorated so beautifully. And like the, but also like walking through the hallways was like a nightmare like it felt like I was like in a nightmare like and also I I got out of the car I woke up <clears throat> from my little nap and it was like 117 degrees and it was three o'clock in the morning bitch when I stepped out of the motherfucking car at this period in my life anxiety was like kind of new to me and so I didn't know like w when I would have anxiety attacks I was like nowadays when I have anxiety I'm like okay um You've been here before. You're not going to die. Like, this is how I talk myself off of a ledge. Like, you're breathing. You're not bleeding. You're not throwing up. Like, you're not losing a limb. Like, <clears throat> calm down. Breathe. But back then, I didn't really have real coping mechanisms. Like, I didn't know what to do when I was having them. So I got out of the car, and I immediately started, like, <laughs> like freaking out because it was so hot, but it was so dry that, like, it took my breath away. And anyway, so I was freaking out. The next, um, we got into the room was me, Colton, and this old man. And um, he fucking puts his stuff on the bed with me and then leaves to go to the lobby. Bitch, I threw his shit on the other bed. And I said, Colton, tonight we're cuddling. Okay, bitch, we're cuddling. So we, we went to sleep the next morning. He woke us up massaging our backs and whatnot. And I'm like, no, I'm just like, I, I was not into that kind of stuff. I had never been around the block. I had never put myself in that type of experience. So like, I, I was very uncomfortable. Like I didn't, I wasn't into him. I was like really only in it because I wanted, you know, some money girl. So, um, he was like touching us and like my friend was more involved in that kind of stuff. Like they were like, a pro at that type of shit and so he was like just let him massage you girl i'll let him massage me shit and i'm like don't touch me um i was very uncomfortable anyways when shower went to this fucking restaurant inside of the hotel and like literally eggs and breakfast potatoes a piece was like 30 something dollars a plate i'm like what the fuck the eggs were nasty as fuck anyways but he was like asking us like what we wanted to do. And it was so hot. I didn't want to do anything. And I was like, where are we at? Like, I thought we were going to the hills. I thought I was going to, you know, see the Kardashians or something. No, we're literally in the desert. And long story short, I had this man cancel our reservation here and actually take me to LA. He was pissed because he lives in LA. And so he put us in this rinky dinky ass hotel. I think it was called Hotel de Flores in Beverly Hills. Looks cute on the outside, but girls, it's a fucking roach's den on the inside. And it had like a damn window AC unit and whatnot. And like, but it was very close to Rodeo. I was walking to Rodeo every day. Um, but um, we were there for like a week and you know, when he dropped us off, he kind of like the first day he took us shopping, we went to the mall, got us both brand new pair of shoes, and he gave me a $500 forever, forever 21. <laughs> I want to fucking kill myself. Ew, I literally forever 21 disgusting trash boots. It's not because of the price. It's because of the quality. So I don't need no one being like, oh, my God, he thinks he's too good for forever 21. Bitch, I shop at Goodwill. No, it's about the quality. Anyways, um, so he gave me that gift card and we went shopping, cute and gorgeous. Um, and then he dropped us off. He gave me like two or three hundred dollars, which in LA, bitch, that shit went gone quick. Um anyways, he kept telling me he was gonna take me on a date. And I'm like, okay, where's my date? Where's my date? He kept blowing me off, whatever. One of like the last days that we were there, like we had like two days left there. He came, took me on a date, and no, let me, I'm back, I'm lying. It was like 
three or four days before we left. He took me on a date. Anyways, he wanted to like take me to a hookah lounge. I'm like, you're like 60 years old. Can you even like breathe that shit? Like, are, you're probably going to die. Um, I was like, can you take, oh my God, I really finessed the fuck out of this man. I was like, can you take me to Best Buy? And he was like, why, why do you want to go to Best Buy? And I was like, <clears throat> because I want to get a new lens for my camera so I can take photos for you in my outfits you bought me. <laughs> And so we went to Best Buy and he like walked away to go look at something. And I told the guy that was helping me, I went and found the most expensive goddamn lens. And I said, put that at the motherfucking register. And then I told him, I was like, me and my friend, like we like the plane ride was like unbearable because we didn't have music. Like, can we buy these headphones? Stop it right now. And he was like, how much are they, baby? And I was like, they're $50. Bitch, they were $150 a piece. They were these fucking Beats headphones. So he was like, sure. So I put both of those up at the front. Anyways, we get up to the register and they're like, oh, your total is $900 something dollars. And he was like, $900? And he's like, <laughs> he like looked at me and then he like looked at the guy and he goes, put those on hold. I need to have a conversation with him. And I was like, okay. But then everybody in there was like looking at us like, oh, that's a sugar baby right there. And so we left. We walked down the street to Starbucks. And he sits me down and he's like, you are so beautiful. You are so talented and blah, blah, blah. But I'm getting nothing out of this. And you want to go here and go there and go. Th and I really didn't think I wanted much because I, I really just wanted to go to L.A. Like, I didn't ask you to take me on no lavish. He was pissed because he had, like, arranged us to go to Las Vegas, which he said was even hotter. And I wasn't here for that. And he, like, booked us to go see some show. Ka, 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 ka. I don't know what the fuck that is, bitch. Like, ka, ka, doo, 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 bitch. I've never heard of that shit. And he was pissed. He was like, all these tickets are non-refundable. So he lost his money and like all these anyways but um he was like i'm willing to buy those things for you as a parting gift and we'll just wipe our hands clean of each other um or we can like try to regain whatever he thought we had going on and i was like i understand i'll take the parting gift <gasps> <laughs> So we went back, he bought me the lens, he bought us both the headphones, and um, yeah, that was very cute and gorgeous, and then he gave me like 200 bucks the last, the last three or four days we were there, um, and then he gave me also his Uber information, but he was like, do not use this unless you're going to the airport. Bitch. I would have racked it up. We sure the fuck did. So it <laughs> it was bad because I would send my friend off somewhere and I would go elsewhere. Like I would go to fucking Santa Monica and he would go here and he knew people there and I didn't. But I was just living, going all over the place. I was going to Goodwills in the Hills. I was going every motherfucking where. And all, there was like a two day period where we were both like we would see each other at the end of the night when we came home. But like me and him would go do our own thing. He'd call me, send me here. Boom. Type that shit in. It wasn't on my fucking dime. So I I didn't give a fuck so i was sending him i was going places we spent so much money on the, on this man's uber account the last day the last fucking day i went to goodwill um somewhere and he calls me like three hours before our flight and he's like hey can you uber me back to the hotel so i can get my bags before we go i'm like okay per so i try to uber him back it said that i needed to put in my uh, debit card and I was like oh let me try again nope I was like let me try to get me to the nope this motherfucker cut me off he cut me off and I had no money at all so my homegirl Orion came for me and she ubered me back but um Shout out to you for that, bitch. But um, that was a different time of my life. I was really broke. I had nothing to my name except that money. And also, these motherfucking scammers need to stop calling me. But yes, that was the longest answer. But that was my sugar daddy experience. The only one I've ever had. Um, Colton did end up taking me to Fort Lauderdale with his sugar daddy excursion. But yeah, that's all I know about sugar daddy. -ing. Um, Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> talk about your first kiss experiences this was asked by Corey carter <clears throat> do you remember your first kiss i don't really yeah and i already have like short-term memory loss as it is and like i really don't remember that that's actually kind of weird see for me my memory is sh like shitty after like 2014 
and ongoing, but like it feels like everything prior to that, I'm like so vivid. Um, I know I like had like little like cheek kisses, but I wouldn't even count that. My first like real kiss kiss was in seventh grade. I was dating this girl, Abina. Shout out to you, Abina. Um, very cute and gorgeous. Um, I met up with her in the neighborhood and she kissed me. And I was like wearing this jacket with the fur um, hoodie. Bitch. I think I remember that. I've seen pictures of it. That whole period of time was a mess. But um, yeah, she she kissed me in seventh grade. Um, I was living for it. And then we would like kiss in the hallways after that. And people were like, <gasps> he's not gay. And I was like, yeah, I'm not gay. Uh, L- LOL. But um, uh, it was a beautiful kiss. She had really nice lips. And then like after that, the dream, you know, the American dream. Shawty, you would ten. That song, Purple Kisses, if you know, you know. That was our song because she always wore, like, grape chapstick. So, anyways, um, Purple Kisses. Shout out to you, Abina. That was our song. Um, okay. Um, huh. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Maddie Minaj wants to know what our favorite Nicki Minaj songs are. Ooh, I don't know. I feel like the most prevalent one for me is probably Roman's Revenge or Roman's Holiday. But I can't lie. I love I lied, I lied, I lied. Great song. Um, What's the trending song on TikTok with hers? Oh, I don't know. I know Bussin, but I really didn't like that because it was it was giving very much um, Takashi Six Nine Fifi. It was literally Bussin is literally Fifi, but Nicki Minaj, and I didn't like it. Um, which while we're on the topic, I'll let you I'll let you find your favorite Nicki song. But um, I just feel like Nicki, she's so iconic. Like she, with when it comes to her lyricism. Um, I've always respected her, but I feel like in the last few years, maybe it's just because she's like said and done it all. Like she's just kind of gotten a little lax with her. I think mine would be Chun-Li. I like Chun-Li. Um, she's just not been, she, she's not giving this. I don't want her to necessarily give the same energy as like the pink print and all that. And like pink Friday, but you know, I do miss that energy you know like she doesn't have to make the same sounding music but like you know we should go on a little break we should and we'll figure out some next questions okay (laughs) on a second okay back girls um so this is gonna be very exciting um because somebody asked me to do a tarot reading on tasia i'm i'm trying to okay it was asked by M.G. Burns 1, do a tarot reading on Tasia. Now, Tasia is trembling in her boots right now because she has never had a tarot reading ever. Um, So I was just reassuring her this is not like palm reading. This is not anything like that. So full um, disclaimer, when I do my tarot readings, I tell all the girls I am not a trained professional. And that's why I don't charge much at all when I do my readings. Um... Also, if you ever are dealing with a spiritual advisor or anyone who does like any type of spiritual work and they tell you like, oh, you have to do this or you need to come back to me or only I can free you from the shackles. That is scammy behavior and they are just scamming the fuck out of you. So when I do my readings, um, basically, I'll just ask you well i usually do them over the internet so i don't necessarily do this part but i would just ask you to think on like maybe what you want some clarity on what you want some insight on or like any problems you may have don't tell me just think about it meditate on it and i'm gonna shuffle my card so i'm gonna turn my mic off so when i do my readings so for those who don't know there are 78 or 72 depending on the decks but most decks are 78 cards um every deck i mean every card has a different meaning upright and reverse so that's like so much information to remember and i'm not a professional like i've said before so i do use this book this is a great book i love the tarot for self-care 
how to use tarot to manifest your best self. Um, so I do like to read from my book on each card just so I feel like I'm giving the most accurate and educated reading. Okay, so the first card I pulled from Miss Tasia was the Wheel of Fortune reversed. I'm going to cut right to the chase. The Wheel of Fortune in this position can indicate that bad luck may be on its way. Never fear. Contrary to what you may assume, there are absolutely no negative cards in terror. I, I try to tell you that. Cards that seem negative can actually be blessings. If you heed their warning, you can prepare yourself for what's coming or even avoid a disaster altogether. The wheel of fortune reverse is a warning sign to get moving. Have you been stagnant in some way? You haven't been able to really go anywhere. You've been kind of trapped. Um, maybe your love life has been rather blah lately. Just take a resonates. It's not going to always be like, yeah. you know, um, spice things up, do whatever you feel or do what you have to do to shake the cobwebs away and wake yourself up. When the wheel of fortune shows up reverse during a reading, searching for a yes or no answer, it's definitely a negative answer. In fact, this is a Teradex way of saying absolutely no. So I don't know what you were thinking about, but no. Absolutely no. Absolutely not. No. If you were, if you I were, wasn't, so that's weird. Okay, okay, per, well. Moving on. Um, the second card I pulled for you was the Page of Pentacles Upright, um, which page cards are like messengers. So the Page of Pentacles symbolizes a person who is eager to learn how to capitalize on their talents, full of fresh, innovative energy. The Page of Pentacles is a natural visionary. When this card comes forward in a reading, it can be a sign that you are full of innate potential waiting to be explored. So get to it. Sometimes the page of pentacles also indicates a new lucrative financial op opportunity is on the horizon. Have you recently been offered a promotion at a new at a job? Maybe you're debating the pros and cons of an investment opportunity. If so, the page of pentacles is a positive sign. Okay, so why is it messing with me? I don't know. This is the weirdest shit, y'all. Y'all are We've never had this happen. Um, How much you want to bet? As soon as we stop doing it, it'll stop. I know. That's so weird. Maybe it's like spirits upset because like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe like it didn't want me to do this on the podcast, but I'm sorry. I mean, tarot reading, people do it. It's been happening since the beginning of time. Okay. So yeah. So if there's something that you're like thinking about investing in, or like some type of opportunity take it and and shoot for the stars oh my god i'm so annoyed we're gonna pause for a second y'all okay i don't know what that was all about but um it was i'm not gonna lie that was kind of weird because you know it's not really done that ever um while we've been on air but yeah, basically the last card was the Page of Pentacles, and it, it's a it's a good card to be pulled. It's basically saying, shoot for the stars. You know, if you have this idea or there's an opportunity or there's an investment opportunity, take it because it's it's going to be good in your favor. Um, okay, so the last card is the Ten of Swords, which I know is kind of like, <sighs> um, but you're a strong individual, so. Don't fret. Um, the Ten of Swords upright symbolizes an intense, dramatic twist of fate. This comes in the form of unexpected betrayal, the ending of a close relationship, or the sudden unforese unforeseen shift in your life. No matter what specific event this card is referring to in your life, there is an element of finality to it. The past is over. Now, don't think necessarily like, oh, this means my relationship, or this means this friendship is done. Like that, I mean, you are kind of putting your past behind behind you you went through you went to prison like you duis like you had your ups and downs with your behavior and now you're getting it together so this is basically saying like all that is kind of coming to an end allow yourself to fully process the ending that you're experiencing don't this is so crazy too because like i'm i literally was just saying like i feel like being that i'm getting my license like i'm starting a new chapter you and are. like putting all that behind me you know yeah so it's like crazy that you say that. 
Yeah, but that's that's really what's going on. Um, don't spend too much time dwelling. <clears throat> Grow from this experience and take stock of all the positives in your life. So while, you know, this card summed up, it means like, fuck, there's like all this shit is happening or maybe some unexpected fate. At the end of the day, there's there's a lot of things to be grateful for. There's a lot of positivity, and especially with this um, page of pentacles present. So there y'all have it. I did that reading. And of course, now that that reading is done, um, it stopped doing that. Yeah, that's so weird. That was very weird. Um, usually when I do my readings on my girlies, like I kind of summarize all the cards and kind of make assumptions and whatnot. So like if you do want a reading, hit me up on Instagram DMs. But let's answer some more questions. That was so eventful and took so much time. <laughs> that was stressful. I don't know why that was so weird y'all like why the fuck did it do that like we've had this equipment since we started the podcast and like it's, it's never done it's, that. it's had like a few like interruptions but not for 10 minutes straight um where do you see yourself in 10 years uh moniva moniva monova dot s wants to know me or you both of us um, I would definitely say, um, I see myself owning a business Okay. and obviously like in a few months I'll be in a house and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I, I definitely see myself being a business owner, a business owner. You yes. have those ideas, shoot for the stars, a business owner. And let's see, I want to, I want to be. I don't know what the right word would be like a voice for other people. Like I've always said, like there's a reason why, like I went through what I went through and I think like not prison reform, but like going around to people in jails or prisons or whatever, or just like anybody that's battling through addiction and stuff like that. And kind of like being a voice because I like to help people. Like that's one thing that I do like is I like helping other people. And so I want to do something like that. And then obviously, um, um what else that's pretty much it okay well i think that the podcast is a great start for that not a slick or wrapping up that question at 336 my angel number 36 my new tattoo perm um i think the podcast is a great start for you to like do that because we are talking we're giving advice and we're you know like even in the reviews we're getting to know people people interact with us all the time so you're kind of getting like a gauge this is like a a rough draft and that's why you know some people have recently been like y'all are getting lazier this uh, this is just like not the best quality we're not professionals we're learning and honestly you guys like i feel like there's been times where I'm still learning to become like super vulnerable in my life. And on a, I know that what you're thinking, like you're so honest on TikTok and stuff like that. Yes, I am. But like, it's different coming on a podcast and like you guys kind of like knowing what's going on in our day-to-day lives and stuff like that. But like over the past year, I've been one, I was pregnant with Princeton and then you know, having Princeton and going to like the hormones and then like also like being cooped up in the house all the time, not being able to do for myself, not being able to drive. Like it's been a lot on my mental health. And like, I'm just now getting to a point where like, like Camo was just talking about, like things are fixing to be put in the past. And, you know, like I'm getting my license. I'm able to do for myself. I'm able to feel better about myself. Like I really haven't felt the best about my, myself lately. Um, Especially because, like I said, like being pregnant, the hormones, you know, having your baby going through postpartum. And then, you know, also Cam doesn't live close to me. So, like, he's having to, like, take time out of his day, drive here, drive Which all, I don't mind doing. And drive all the way back home. And so it's a lot for us to be able to do this. And I know some people are like, well, you wanted to do a podcast. Y'all, this was what y'all wanted to do and blah, blah, blah. Yes, we did. And we're very thankful for the opportunity. And we love doing this. But like, it does take a lot of work. And I think that at first, you know, we were like, oh, we got the hang of this. Like, we're, it's going to be so easy. It's going to be so fun. And then maintaining that energy. Yeah, though. maintaining that energy. It's very hard. And so I've also like had to like really like do a lot of praying and stuff like that because I don't want to be lazy like I hate feeling lazy and I feel like I've been more um ready to do the podcast but also like I'm gonna have more time to do it because 
I know that if I have a day where we have to record, okay, cool. I can just simply get the kids, drive them over to the sitter's house and come back versus my mom having to pick them up two nights in advance because she can't make it here the day before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then also having mom guilt because I'm home for by myself and I'm not even recording until two days later. Like it is a struggle, but like we're learning and we're growing and we're just kind of like growing how to even growing while doing the podcast. And so now like, I think that we've gotten the hang of it. We're more um, confident when we do it and we're just, you know, I feel like people don't understand that, you know. Like, it's like, think about starting like a new job and like not really getting the hang of it until like months later. I feel like that's where we're at, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, especially like right when we first started, like I played the first episode, like, eh, whatever. Uh, but like we, we started really brainstorming ideas. Cause like we did have a lot to talk about, but we've kind of like went over most of like our lives. Like we've not shared, obviously shared every single situation that's happened to us but like some really big significant things and those really knocked out some really good episodes and we really were able to be vulnerable but like maintaining that energy it became a struggle so you know we did take those reviews into consideration and we have been brainstorming and we have been thinking i have some ideas for some exciting um shows and coming but um yeah, we're, we're learning as we go. We're not perfect. Like, who knows? Like, if, if, if that's what you want to do, like, shoot for the fucking stars. Like, if you want to go to prisons and, like, go do shows where you come out and you're, you know, a guest speaker or you, you know, like, that that's very helpful. People resonate with that. And especially because you have that testimony, you are living proof that there is life after, you know, being fucked up. And so... But yeah. I also, like, want to, like, make it clear that, like, <clears throat> I feel like I never want people to get this idea that just because, like, you're sober or just because you might be living a certain life that, like, you still don't make mistakes and you're this perfect person because, like, one, I'm far from being perfect. Like, obviously, I'm human and there's been times where, like, I've made mistakes that I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still learning. Like, I'm still young and I'm still growing. And so... I, if I was to do that, I want to also make it known that like, it's okay to like fail at times and it's okay to like keep moving forward after you make those same failures. Because I also want to say that like a lot of the times, like in my past, I would keep making bad decisions because I was so ashamed of like the choices that I'd made and like the guilt just like kept bringing me down. But like the reason why, like, I feel like I've gotten so much closer with God is because like. When you make a mistake as a human being, because obviously like we're humans, we sin every day. I used to have this, I used to have this like vision of like God was mad at me because I was making those terrible, terrible um, choices, even though they're terrible to me. Everybody makes bad choices. You know what I'm saying? And so it's never like, oh, God's mad at you. It's more like, it's okay. You're human. I knew that you were going to sin and it's okay. Just make better choices and move forward. And I want to make that known loud and clear because the shame and guilt was what kept me making the, the, the dumbest decisions years ago. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So like you were like, fuck, I I'm a piece of shit. So let me self-medicate. Right. And I feel like that is, and that's something that's like people struggle with every day. Like I know a lot of people that are like, they're like, like I have a friend of mine who guilt and shame drag her down and she cannot be the best version of herself because she allows it to affect her mind, affect her life. And she thinks negatively about herself because her mind's telling her negative things. Your mind is a liar. What your mind thinks half the time, it's not true. It's fear. It's and, devil. Yeah. It's fear and anxiety and the devil will do that to you. And like sometimes I have to tell myself out loud, they're just thoughts. They'll pass. You know what I'm saying? But like, also training yourself to have a more positive mindset. Like, the whole motto, fake it till you make it. Like, very true. Very true. Like, like you've said in the past, you don't want to get on TikTok and see people like mopey and whatnot. I know you in real life. I know you have those days. Yeah. But you don't show that. Right. Um, fake it till you make it. Right. Just a whole, you know, it's, it's, it's a big example of that. Like confidence. Like people have asked in the past, where do you get confidence from? Fake it till you make it. Like, yeah, I've not always been super confident and I do have my days. You have your days where we feel like shit. I hate myself. I look in the mirror. I want to die. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I know that there's people who count on us. There's people who care about us. And I feel like we have 
purposes much bigger than us and you know so put on put on a smile and share positivity and even if like in the beginning like if you know I've had periods where I was just so down in the dumps and like I really was like fuck life like I'm over this and then I had to like really get in my mind and be like look in the mirror you're that bitch I'm the baddest bitch on the block I can do this I have this I can do that like I'm capable of this and even if I didn't fully believe the words coming out of my mouth if you kept you know keep practicing those affirmations over time you'll be like you know what I'm starting to really feel like that bitch. Like I, you, you really start believing your own words because if you're in your mind constantly telling yourself, "Oh, I'm a stupid bitch. I've, I have a fucked up past. I'm a fat ass," or whatever it is that you're telling yourself in your head that, that wh why you're not good enough or why you can't do this or go there. Literally, you're keeping yourself in a box. You're keeping yourself because if you're telling yourself you're not going to aim for higher, you're not going to try harder. You're just going to be content and be like, you know what? You're right. I'm, I am right. Like, I'm just a piece of shit. But if you're telling yourself, even if it's fake, fake it till you make it. Oh, I, I'm capable. You, you might start, you know, making those baby steps to get out of that thinking. And then once your mindset is everything, literally everything. So don't be hard on yourself. No matter what circumstances you are in. It's okay, but fuck is for in for me in ten years. I really want to be just fully immersed in music. Like you know, I really love doing social media, and I do love. But you the are podcast. more. You are more of like music is like something. It's your passion. That's how I've. That has been my biggest coping mechanism since I was a child. Like. When I'm frustrated, I like to write. Like when I would get in fights with my mom, like I would go to my room and I would write up like these grand apologies on paper. Like I've always loved to write. I would write, I had, in middle school, I used to write fucking, I had composition notebooks full of this whole series I made about E.T. abducting me. And like, it was so weird. If y'all remember, y'all remember. If you were there for that error, but I've always loved to write like music is so much harder than anyone can ever imagine like to be the writer to be the artist to be the performer all of those things and to have the look like it requires so much to be a real like musician a well-respected musician I'll say there's a lot of good people out there that don't get the recognition they deserve but um, you have to have all the fucking cards unfortunately so it's a lot of pressure but you know, I, I really want to, whether it be this year, I need to really get on top of what I want to do in life. Like I know I'm my, I'm, I'm my biggest, I, I'm my worst enemy because I, I am very, I procrastinate a lot and I'm, I really am lazy. Like <laughs> I'm gonna be real. Like I'm lazy as fuck. Um, I have all these passions and all these desires and I really think that there's a different word to use other than lazy like I genuinely believe like I'm not a psychiatrist but you have the same thing that I was going through before I was on medication it is physically like a mental it's a mental health condition to like feel that way it feels like there's so many roadblocks like and, I really and mentally, should get motivated I mean um, get medicated because I'm telling you before I was on medication I was the same way and like now, like I'm a completely different person on medication. Like I can get up every day and clean. I'm OCD about cleaning. Everything has to be clean before I did not care. Like I just, I had motivation. I could like look forward to, I can look forward to the future back then. I'm like, Oh gosh, I can't see myself Seems in like two days. Yeah. Like that's not normal. So like lazy, I wouldn't say lazy. I would say more of like you have some kind of mental health condition and you really need to be seen about it, you know? And, and that right there, like I am a big procrastinator like I think we've been talking all year on the podcast it, about me going and getting yeah. treatment and I have not like I'm I'm literally my worst enemy I'm failing myself as we speak but I need to go get medicated because I feel like that really would be beneficial to like my uh productivity and my efficiency um but I do want to I really 
in 10 years, I want to be financially secure and I want to be able to just make real money moves like buy a house, go and buy a car off the lot. I want to be able to take care of my family. I want to be able to, you know, do the things that no one in my family has ever been able to do. And I really, whether I'm like, fully on stage performing or if I'm writing for some other people behind the scenes like I want to do it all like and I do want to have you know some cameos and movies you know I was a thespian in high school I did five plays I love theater I love um performing I love putting on a show um but it's like it's it's like my biggest dream but it's also my biggest fear and I feel like that's how I relate so much with Summer Walker is because I can tell like that that is her biggest dream but it's also her biggest fear not being good enough and also have this fear of like what if I become so good at something and people think this like it's a lot but all in all I want to be making music because I have been writing music since I was a little kid. Um, there was another question, though. That was a, that was a good one. Um, I also, like, I, I want to find, like, a passion. Like, I genuinely think that my passion is, like, helping other people, but, like, I want to do it in, like, more of a productive way. Like, that's why, like, I always say something about, like, the prisons and stuff like that, but, like, I don't really know if that's exactly, like, what I mean. Like, do I want to be a motivational speaker? I don't really know. But do I want to give back in some way or another with basically the same people that I am or once was? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what that is yet. But I do know that obviously, like, it'll take time. Like, I think even when I was in prison, I was, like, praying, like, what is my purpose? Like, what am I going to do? And then, like, I got out and, like, was blessed with all these blessings. And I'm able to, like, take care of myself. And I don't really know. It's it's definitely, like, it's hard to figure out like what your purpose is so you really have to like meditate over it, like pray over it meditate on it but also just take it one day at a time right okay so this one is literally jumping ship completely different than the last question um i don't know how open you want to be the look up was all i needed to know um <laughs> Dude, i was looking at my lashes in this camera and i took a picture so i could see what they look like Okay, so Miss Haley underscore Sawyers asked, have you ever did the nasty in a public area? Absolutely many times. Per, yes. So I don't know if you want to share any of those, but I have been wanting to share this story. Um, yeah, so my outdoors sexual experience, I took my ex to Fort Yargo. <clears throat> if you're a winder girly, you know what I'm talking about. And there is this part of the park that's got this, um, the wildlife center, that's what they call it. And it's like a gazebo, it's got some taxidermied animals, and then there's a dock. But there is this like brick wall that kind of blocks the view of the dock from the gazebo-y wildlife center and the parking lot. You can't really see the dock, but you know it's down there. Anyways, so I took him down there under the moonlight. It was very romantic. And he was clapping these cheeks. And why I have done things out in public many a times, but this particular instance, why did I decide to get butt ass naked, like socks off, underwear off, everything? And so we're doing the deed and I hear a noise and I'm like, oh my God, I think somebody's coming. He's like, you're tripping whatever we proceed again i hear a noise you're tripping boom the lights in the fucking wildlife center pop on oh my god i'm freaking the fuck out and then all of a sudden i see this flashlight looking around and i hear this woman's voice where are y'all i know you're down there somewhere i'm gonna find you yep i swear to god and so i am rushing so quick to put my clothing on and i always wear skinny jeans so Long story short, I put my pants on inside out, threw my socks on, everything. My hair was so fucked up looking. I go run around the fucking, um, that big ass wall, and here we go again. Okay, so I'm like, hey, ma'am, how are ya? And she's like, what are you doing here? It's past um, the, the park is closed. What are you doing? I could give you a ticket for being in the park. And I was like parked all fucked up because like no one was there. So I wasn't even parked in a parking spot. I just like pulled in and whatever. And she's like, I can give you a ticket for this and this and that. But 
Let me tell y'all something. Play dumb. Always play dumb. If there's one thing you take from me, play dumb as fuck. I have literally gotten myself out of trouble countless times playing dumb. And so this one was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I know you'll have a camping portion of the park. So like, I, I thought that the park was like always open. Like, I'm so sorry, silly me. Like, I will get out of your hair. I will get out of here. Please, no tickets necessary. Blah, say blah. And she's like, well, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, you know, my friend, he just flew in from out of state. And I was kind of showing him my favorite places. And I love Fort Yargo so much. So I was just kind of showing him my favorite places to hang. And she was like, what the fuck? Like, you could tell that she knew there was some funny business going on because my pants were inside out and my hair was all over the place. But um, prove it. then out came my man. She didn't see nothing. So she, she really couldn't prove anything. And plus, it was like 11 p.m. So, like, no one saw us or could have seen us. Um, so, yeah, she kicked us out and we left and she didn't give us no tickets. And that was that. But... Um, yeah, I, there's like an, an element of like, oh, we could get caught that is like very hot about doing the do out and about like me and that particular ex literally everywhere we went, we was like every fucking where it didn't matter. Like there was one time we were in the back of a motherfucking movie theater. It was broad motherfucking daylight. He was like standing outside of the car and I had my legs outside of the fucking back seat. The door was wide open. He was just ramming me girl and oh my god i'm sharing too much y'all um one time we were at his fucking work and like he like worked in this like place where he like delivered water and his boss like like the place was set up in like a house type of setting it was weird like their office was like literally a house um but it was like a workhouse like no, nobody lived there and so his boss like would leave after you know the day was over and like would never come back well anyways he would take me there sometimes and boom, 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 boom. but this one day we went over there on like at the end of his shift and his boss was gone for the day well we're like there's like a couch lounge area and we're on the couch just you know and i hear keys rattling at the door and i pulled my pants up i learned my lesson the first time don't 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 get butt ass naked i pulled my pants up so quick and fall in the floor where i'm out of the view site and his boss comes in and he's like hey uh what you doing here you scared me and he's like oh i just came to eat some lunch real quick oh i'm about to leave and i was like hiding in the floor like i wasn't there girl we looked so guilty but i don't think he saw me because i was literally like tucked away out of view and he just came and grabbed something and left but that element of like i could get caught up there's just something so hot about it like i don't just really tickles my pussy here you are <sighs> we're gonna answer maybe one more question because the technical difficulties i'm sure y'all are so tired of hearing all the feedback um have you been watching euphoria yes so red running to wa red running to water. Interesting name. She said, just said Euphoria. No question, just Euphoria. I am obsessed yes. with Euphoria. Fully it's very obsessed. good. Um, it's like it's like very thought out. Like they really did a good yes. job on it. I have. I love it. But my ADHD, like I haven't been able to like sit thoroughly and like watch a few episodes. Like I have to like slowly watch an episode at a time. Okay. That like I don't know. It's like slowly gotten worse as I've gotten older. But also like even like when I get time to myself, I'm like usually like sitting in silence. But I do love it, and I'm also watching Revenge. It, it's an oh, older I don't show. know what that is. I'll it's have to very check good. That out. It's an older show. So I actually just this year became like a showgirl. Like I was, I've always been a go 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 type of person. Like I'm always out of the house, always doing something, and um. I've not, like, you live far, Trent moved to L.A., which, by the way, there's no drama, no beef, so stop fucking coming in my goddamn live and stirring the pot and going in his live. I'm like, what's the tea on you and Camo? There is no tea. That's the motherfucking tea. Still besties. We talk every day. Um, and anyways, so he moved to L.A., you're far, my other friends work all the time, and so I've just been by myself a lot in the past two months and so i did get subscriptions to like literally all the fucking shit i hate that we have to have like fucking 10 different subscriptions to watch shit but um period power 
Sorry, I'm getting a little antsy. (laughs) (laughs) But euphoria is euphoric. Like, I I love it so much. I love how they... Yeah. This shit is pissing me off. Brand, I'm about to scream. Me fucking too, bitch. Okay, so we should just go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, you know what? We love y'all so much. We love y'all so much. We'll pick up on some of these questions next week. Okay. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.